0: Welcome to the University of God where the human heart is God's workshop and the Holy Spirit the divine teacher we believe God has invited you to join us today man has the ability to teach but the Holy Spirit teaches as he wills we are all weak when it comes to the things of the spirit so let us welcome him O Holy Spirit Come and guide us. We need you. We know that when you come, you will reveal to us things that only you know. Enlighten our hearts with the light of knowledge of eternal things in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Only God knows the way to the human heart. The Pharisees and Sadducees were teachers of the law of Moses for generations, yet going by the letter of the law, they did not understand it spiritually when jesus came he had the word in spirit and life he spoke with power on authority like the bible says in the book of matthew 7 verse 29 bypassing people's brain he spoke directly to people's hearts
0: yes he came to give the divine meaning of the scripture by enlightening our conscience with the revealing word of god
1: His words are never time-bound, as it was, so it is. And today, faith comes by hearing that living word in the midst of your heart.
0: The Pharisees resisted Christ's revealing word, and they responded by sense-knowledge.
1: Yes, they responded with empty words, history, story, the letter of the law. They ended up letting go of God's commands, only to hold on to the traditions of men, like the Bible says in the book of mark 7 verse 8 this crisis in our faith still continues to today you see we're not made spiritual by history or philosophy of the word but by living in the word and the word living in us
0: living in us we are starting these teaching sessions by the founders of series step into the spiritual why because that's where god is in isaiah 45 verse 15 the bible says Truly, you have been hiding yourself, God and Saviour of Israel. This is the introductory message of this foundation series, Step into the Spiritual. And today's message is God hides himself.
1: So if God hides himself, how can we know him? How can we worship him? Is this the reason why people in the past, in the ancient days used to build statues or images to worship God?
0: Ancient people believed that God was on the outside, not on the inside. So they looked at God on the outside. In those ancient days, God overlooked the ignorance of looking at him as an image or worshipping him on the outside. But since God, through his holy prophets, established the foundation of living faith, which is the only basis of relating to God in spirit and in truth, God no longer overlooks such acts. Rather he says in Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, which Paul quoted in Romans 1:17, my righteous shall live by faith.
1: Yes, but what does the Lord actually mean by righteous?
0: Righteousness means right standing with God. When God says, my righteous shall live by faith, we live by faith when we recognize our union with Jesus Christ in the spirit. This means, faith makes us one with Jesus. How do we get that faith?
1: Yes, well, the Bible says in Romans 3, let's read together, Romans 3 from verse 21 to 22, it says, But now a righteousness from God, apart from the law, has been made known, to which the law and the prophets testify. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe.
0: Mm -hmm. And he further says, In Romans chapter 10, verse six, but the righteousness of faith speaks this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that's to bring Christ down from above, or who will ascend into the abyss, that's to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth, in your heart. That's the word of faith we preach, verse nine. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Last verse 10, for with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. In these two scriptures, Paul has laid down the foundation of the Christian faith, that the real object of faith unto God's righteousness has come. His name is Jesus Christ. But what does this actually mean? God's standard of righteousness focuses no longer on the outside, but on the inside. What do I mean? An upright heart, a pure heart. Those who are such in heart are approved by God in their works of worship, prayer, fasting. That's why God looks at the heart.
1: That's right, and that's exactly what happened when Apostle Paul visited the church in Ephesus. Paul, being a spiritual man, he looked right at their heart.
0: Yes, in of Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 6, Paul visited the church of Ephesus. With the mind of Christ, he immediately perceived that something was defective in their worship and fellowship. Then he asked them a probing question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Paul knew that they lacked nothing but the Holy Spirit. He told them, he taught them, they indeed, John the Baptist, preached the baptism unto repentance. But he said to the people coming to him, they should believe in the one that come after him, Jesus Christ. That's the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So Paul resets the belief of the people of Ephesus by teaching them, that the real object of faith is Jesus Christ. Having done that, Paul prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. This means the believer must put his faith on the finished work of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
1: Exactly, the people of Ephesus, their faith was in wrong things. And that is the reason why they were unable to worship God in spirit and in truth. But once they believed Jesus Christ in their heart, they were able to receive the Holy Spirit, and then they were able to connect with God in Amen. spirit and truth.
0: Remember the seventh declaration of Jesus Christ in the book of John? In John chapter 6, 48, he said, I am the bread of life.
1: In John 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness.
0: In John 10, 7, he said, I am the gate.
1: In John 10, 11, he said, I am the good shepherd.
0: And John eleven twenty five, 25, I am the resurrection and the life.
1: In John 14, verse 6, he said, I am the way, the truth and the life.
0: And in John 15, verse 5, he said, I am the vine, you are the branches. In this declaration, Jesus figuratively disclosed his divine nature. When he spoke to the people, he spoke in parable. But when he spoke to his disciples behind the scene, behind the altar in the secret place he spoke to them plainly as the Bible says in the book of Luke chapter 8 from verse 10 to you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God but to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand verse 11 now the parable is this the seed is the Word of God
1: Hmm. Exactly, and in Matthew 13, verse 16, Jesus said to His disciples, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. You see, to hear God, to see Him, you have to step into the spiritual.
0: Yes, God hides Himself. In the Old Testament, God dwelled in the tabernacle of Moses, behind the veil that separated the people from the Holy of Holies. And later, the tabernacle was transferred into the Temple of Solomon in Jerusalem.
1: In the New Testament, God came in a way that nobody would expect. In fact, He visited the earth, hiding Himself in Jesus Christ.
0: Yes, Jesus said in the book of John, chapter 14 from verse nine to 10, who has seen me has seen the Father. I am in the Father and the Father is in me. God's eternal word, a spirit, His creative essence that created material things became flesh, John chapter one, verse 14.
1: But you know, during his earthly ministry, so many looked at Jesus on the outside and saw only the son of Joseph and Mary. They were offended at him and even asked, how can he call himself God?
0: So, who is Jesus? That's the question. He asked Simon Peter, who do you say I am?
1: And in Matthew 16 verse 16, Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied, blessed are you simon son of jonah for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood but by my father in heaven
0: you can only know jesus as long as it pleases the holy spirit to reveal him to you
1: ask apostle paul and he'll tell you in that book of 1 corinthians 12 verse 2 that nobody can say jesus is lord unless he's guided by the holy spirit
0: jesus is the integrity of the revelation of god as is said in first timothy chapter three, sixteen. 16 and the book of Hebrews chapter one, from verse one to three.
1: So the question is, why does God hide himself? God hides himself to the senses so that we can seek him by faith.
0: Faith sees the invisible, believes the impossible and receives the incredible. As it says in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter four, verse 18, Mark chapter nine, verse 23, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7.
1: So if we can only relate to God by faith, what then is faith?
0: Faith is of man's heart, I mean man's spirit. Faith is a spiritual thing.
1: That means we don't know God by a mental imagination or intelligence.
0: Faith is not the product of the reasoning faculties, but of the recreated spirit.
1: So it's an erroneous assumption that spiritual truths can be intellectually perceived.
0: That's why we need to step into the spiritual.
1: Today, are you still walking in the natural, burdened by the letter of the law, tied up with how people perceive you, trusting in your own work, your own effort, your own concept of religion? Are you still walking in darkness, bound by the pain of the past, trapped by the anxiety of the future, unable to see the light of today?
0: Jesus Christ, the hidden truth where the true light comes from, is walking towards you. You pray that by His Spirit, you recognize His steps. You hear His voice, sense His presence, and receive His light. I pray, Lord Jesus, contact our heart by your Spirit, in Jesus' name.
1: Amen. Amen. Continue to meditate this within you and allow Jesus Christ to take you on a journey from the natural to the spiritual, as you watch this, in Jesus' name.
2: Give me a drink.
3: How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman?
2: If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.
3: Sir, you have nothing to draw with. (laughs) The well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock?
2: Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water I will give him will never thirst. But the water I will give them will become in them a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life.
3: Sir, give me this water so I may not thirst nor come here to draw.
2: Go, call your husband and come here.
3: I have no husband.
2: You have well said, I have no husband. Few have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. In this you have said truly.
3: Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worship on these mountains, but you Jews said that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship.
2: Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, because salvation is of the Jews, but an hour is coming, and now is, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit. And in truth
3: I know the Messiah is coming and when he comes he will tell us all things
2: I who speak to you I am he
1: (laughs) wherever you are now wherever you're coming from does not stop you from finding God you know Jesus does not discriminate That's why the gospel is good news. There's no condemnation in it. Jesus never consults your past to determine your future, and your future can be in the next moment, any moment from now. Do you feel on the outside? Do you know that divisions of religious denominations are age old? The Samaritans were on the outside with no right to belong, yet Jesus chose a rejected Samaritan woman to reveal himself. As the Messiah.
0: Where are you now? Are you disappointed in life? Are you in pain? Are you frustrated? Or does it seem as if God does not hear you or God does not exist? Do people reject you? Are you disappointed by those whom you love or by society in general? Or you think life is not worth living? Please, what you are waiting for is closer to you, in your heart. What can change your life has changed my own. I lived what you are living. On August 1994, I experienced an overwhelming desperation where many commit suicide, but Jesus came to me and changed my life forever. He has done it for me, he can do it for you. He did it to the Samaritan woman, he can do it for you. He knows you. He wants to change your life. How painful it is to stay too long in the natural when Jesus is coming to take you to the spiritual. Just call him. He's closer to you than ever before.
1: So is your heart ready right now? Let's go.
0: Jesus came to reveal to the Samaritan woman in the book of John chapter 4 and to you and I That the articles of Christian faith, prayer, worshipping, fasting, acts of charity, must be done in spirit and in truth. If it is not in spirit, it is not in truth, and so it is all nothing. Remember, to know the truth is to know Jesus Christ.
1: You see, like so many of us today, the Samaritan woman, she did have the knowledge of the Scriptures,
0: There's a difference between knowing facts about God and the right knowledge of God.
1: Let's go to the book of Colossians 1 from verse 9. Are you there? For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you and asking God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes, spiritual understanding, that is the key.
0: The book of Acts chapter 19 from verse 1 to 6 and Romans chapter 10 verse 14 show that spiritual knowledge and understanding are the essential ingredient of scriptural faith. For no one can believe and accept what he ignores or does not understand. People of God, as the Spirit leads, we shall have a whole teaching on spiritual understanding in next coming sessions.
1: So what is hindering us from finding God, from gaining spiritual understanding? Well, the human point of view is limited. It cannot
0: see God. Yes, it cannot see spiritual things. It cannot discern the divine nature inside a man.
1: It's concentrated only on the outward appearance.
0: It's because it is influenced by what he sees, what he hears, what he experiences.
1: That was the case of the Samaritan woman and the case of so many of us today.
0: The journey to take us from the human point of view to the spiritual is portrayed by a dialogue between Jesus and the Samaritan woman in John chapter 4, when Jesus chose to reveal himself to her as a promised Messiah. You worship what you do not know.
2: We worship what we know because salvation is of the Jews, but an hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, for the Father seeks such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and
0: in truth to do this we must see beyond the human point of view we must be spiritually inclined
1: both the jews and the samaritans were expecting the promised messiah through the guidelines of their religious beliefs and practices you see It's surprising to see what faith people have in wrong things. The Samaritan woman came to approach Jesus through mental assent because she was used to the religious ways of the word of God, sacraments, rituals, routine, conventions, traditions.
0: Yes, Jesus in John chapter four verse 10 said to her,
2: If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink You would have asked him, and he would have given you living water.
0: Jesus came to reveal to the Samaritan woman the greatest gift of God, eternal life, sealed by the gift of the Holy Spirit.
1: But the woman still continued to argue in the natural when she said,
3: Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock?
0: Yes, her focus was on the history of the word. But Jesus said to her,
2: Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water I will give him will never thirst. But the water I will give them will become in them a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life.
3: Sir, give me this water so I may not thirst nor come here
1: to draw.
0: Why did Jesus not give her the living water?
1: Because Jesus knew that his living water demanded for an open heart.
0: Yes, as Jesus said in Matthew chapter five, verse six, blessed are those who thirst and hunger for righteousness. They shall be filled. The woman's heart needed to be open for Jesus to plant the seed of righteousness.
1: Hmm. Yes, but you see, the woman was still in her thinking process.
0: That is why Jesus at first needed to assess the state of her heart by asking her a problem question. Girl, call your husband and
2: come here.
1: I have no husband. In her response, Jesus saw the pain and disappointment in her heart. And also he saw a keen desire to change.
0: Therefore, Jesus hit the root of her problem by sending the revealing word of prophecy.
2: If you have had five husbands, and the one you have now
0: is not your husband. Immediately her heart was opened, her conscience rung. The heart of the woman was opened by the word of revelation. The word of revelation prevailed over her thinking processes.
1: Yes, her mind was instantly renewed. She forgot about fetching water and began to think about the things of God. Jesus' living word shifted her focus from the natural to the spiritual.
3: Sir, I perceive you are a prophet.
0: She looked onto the realm of the spirit and said,
3: I know the Messiah is coming, and when he comes, he will tell us all things.
1: Her heart was opened.
0: And Jesus planted the seed of the kingdom, the living word. I who speak to you, I am he. Yes, Jesus in answering the fundamental issues of our life has disclosed his real identity, the promised Messiah. The
1: root of her problem was not on the outside, but on the inside of her. She was carrying in her heart, a heavy burden of pain and disappointments.
0: Jesus saw in her heart, a genuine desire to change. And Jesus shifted her attention from the natural to the spiritual by sending the revealing word of prophecy. Jesus sent the revealing prophetic word that exposed a real need. The need is salvation. Revelation brought about conviction.
1: And she acted on that conviction and her life of disappointment came to an end.
0: Revelation is a spiritual knowledge.
1: This is the truth that sets us free.
0: Her belief was reset.
1: She dropped her water pot and began to testify about Jesus. Because of her, the people of Samaria came to Jesus.
0: Upon hearing from Jesus, they also came to believe and were saved. What lessons can we learn from the Samaritan woman? Faith comes when the word of God prevails over the thinking processes.
1: In other words, sense knowledge ceases when revelation comes.
0: Yes, the word of God enters our heart at the point of revelation.
1: When it does, our belief is reset to meet God's standard of faith.
0: When the revealing word of God enters our heart, our spirit acts upon it because faith is a conviction as it says in Romans chapter 14 verse 5.
1: It is believing that's our connection with God.
0: Faith is what makes us one with God. So we live by faith when we recognize our union with God in the Spirit.
1: It is faith that makes us operate in God's dimension.
0: There we hear God clearly. We worship Him in spirit and in truth with all our heart and mind.
1: To know the truth is to know Jesus Christ. And that's what Jesus told His disciples and all of us in the book of John 8 from verse 31 to 32. He said, if you hold to my teaching you are really my disciples then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free
0: yes the hidden truth settles in our heart at the point of conviction their belief is formed but the heart must be open to receive that truth
1: that is the problem failure to give christ his proper place in our hearts is actually responsible for the crisis of our faith
0: in other words Failure to allow God's Word in the midst of our heart is actually responsible for the crisis of our faith.
1: Christ and the Word are one. It is this living Word that takes the place of the unseen Christ. So if you feel today that God is hidden from you, be encouraged. We don't know God by our feelings, but by faith. Our God is not an idol that has to be seen to be believed. Like Jesus said to Thomas in the book of John 20 verse 29, blessed are those who do not see yet believe. Because we don't see him, it is by faith that we believe. We believe first, then see.
0: With the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, God chooses to hide himself in the tabernacle of the believer's heart. When we believe, in Christ Jesus in spirit and in truth we have the very presence of God in our heart through the Holy Spirit
1: salvation is the greatest miracle the God who created us now dwells within us in Luke 17 verse 20 to 21 Jesus said that the kingdom of God is hidden within you in Ephesians 3:17, the Bible says that Christ dwells in our hearts through faith
0: yes but God will not open the door of revelation to the one who keeps his Bible and heart shut.
1: Exactly. You see, today God has chosen to hide himself in the veil of the scriptures.
0: When you look inwardly with a receptive heart, allowing the Holy Spirit to take the lead, then you will see God clearly.
1: That is why you have to look beyond the natural to see God.
0: Yes, God is spirit.
1: Our senses are the veil that separate us from Him. It is with our spirit that we connect to God by faith.
0: Yes, faith is of man's heart. Christianity lies in the heart, in the purity of the heart.
1: Like Jesus said in the book of Matthew 5 verse 8, the happiness of seeing God is promised to those and those only who are pure in heart.
0: When your heart is pure, you will begin to see God in the twists and turns of your daily life. God also hides himself in the veil of nature. When you look closely and reflect, you will see him. You will sense his presence.
1: When your heart is pure, you will see that God continues to hide himself in the rejected, the outcast, like Jesus said in the book of Matthew 25, verse 40. A man can be poor and yet be a friend of God. The true measure of our spirituality lies in our love for the lost, for the unsaved, for the stranger, because Jesus said, whatever you do to the least of your fellow brothers, that you do unto me.
0: This is God's eternal promise that if we love God, we are known by him.
1: The gospel of Jesus Christ is all about the kingdom of God. This kingdom is a spiritual kingdom. So today, if you're ready to seek the kingdom of God.
0: Let us pray. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us, enter our hearts, make our hearts ready to follow you. Make our hearts ready to hear your voice. Reveal yourself, O God, reveal yourself, show us your will, show us your way that we may serve you all our days. Come, O Holy Spirit, and speak to us that we may say, yes, God has spoken to me today. In Jesus Christ's name, amen, amen, amen. Amen. Viewers, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us. We believe God has spoken to you today.
1: Amen. Continue to join us here at the University of God. Remember since knowledge ceases
0: when revelation comes.